You are now listening to Today with Jared James. Hey everyone, Jared James here, and welcome to episode 19 of Today with Jared James. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for leaving a review, both a written review and a five-star review, uh, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, and uh, sharing this with someone that you think will benefit from it. On today's episode, I am going to talk about how to keep your feelings in check and stay productive. And I think this is a really worthwhile subject right now because I get frustrated by the numbers of people, people giving advice to other people that tell them to just choose to be happy and choose to do these things. Or they tell them that feelings don't matter. And what I want to tell you is that, look, we want to keep these things in check, but all of that advice is absolute bullcrap. Like, feelings do matter. Feelings are powerful. Uh, feelings do have a lot of power over us, and feelings do affect our level of productivity. Whether we're feeling good, we're feeling bad, we're feeling... And I think a lot of you that are listening right now would, would agree that your feelings tend to go all over the place. Like, sometimes you just literally wake up in the morning feeling differently than another day. And other times you wake up in the morning and you're just feeling like being super productive. And sometimes... And then you go and you, you read books and you, you watch people on TV and they say, choose to be happy, choose to, and it's just such an utter crock of crap. Like, it's just not how it works. There are things that control your feelings that are completely outside of, this control, uh, outside of your control that it doesn't matter what you choose, right? If, if my dog got hit by a car, I can't choose to be happy. I can choose what I focus on. I can choose a lot of different things. But at that moment, when we're teaching people those kinds of strategies, I think we're just teaching them to frustrate themselves, okay? It's not how it works. And so you are never, let's just be very clear about something, you're never going to 100% of the time always be in the state of mind that you want to be in, okay? Like, I would love it if that were true. Um, I would love it if it were true for you. I would love it if it were true for me. I would love it if it were, you know, a, a setting that we could you know, go into the back end of our systems and just go to our settings and go, what is my mood right now? And you could just do it, right? Not how it works. But at the same time, there are strategies. I'm going to talk about five things today. They're going to put you in a better place. They're going to help you to keep yourself um, in a place where you can try to keep your feelings in check a little bit and stay more productive. And when I talk about staying productive, it's because productivity a lot of time comes from how you feel. You know, people don't not do something that they know they should do because they want to be unsuccessful or because they don't want a result or because, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's just simply because they convince themselves at that moment that it's too hard or I don't feel like doing it or it's just easier to not do it at this moment. And I want to try to talk to you a little bit about five things you can do really quickly here that can help you to really keep your feelings in check and stay productive, okay? The first thing that I'm going to talk about is that you have to make sure on a daily basis that you're going after something big that excites you. A lot of people have an issue with feelings and staying productive and staying ex and, and whatever because the thing that they're doing really doesn't challenge them. You know, I'm going to guess that if you're listening to this podcast, a lot of you listening are very entrepreneurial and entrepreneurial people tend to be, they tend to love a challenge. They tend to um, be challenged or, or feel good about when they are challenged. And so when you're not chasing something that is a little outside of your reach or really tests your skill level or tests your talent or tests your drive or tests your, it's very very difficult to remain excited about it, right? This is the very reason though, I mean, guys, if you're if you're a dude and you're listening to this right now, this is why so many guys 
are awesome at pursuing the girl, but they're terrible at marriage, okay? Because the pursuing part is what they love. Like, dudes, guys love to pursue a girl. They love to pursue someone they think is outside of their reach, but then they usually stink at marriage. And that's because they were more about the pursuit than they were the actual having the thing, right? The challenge is no longer there. So when you're looking at keeping yourself in the right state of mind, keeping your feelings in check and staying productive, you've got to be going after something that seems a little bit out of reach. Like, and once you reach it, you've got to be going after something else. Like, if, if, if your goal this year that you set for yourself, if what your company is trying to accomplish, if, if you're not stretched at all, it's not going to excite you. If you haven't tried to build a team, if you haven't tried to stretch your payroll, if you haven't tried to like do these various things that ultimately test you and, 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 and push you and whatever, you're probably not going to get excited about it. You're probably going to have difficulty you know, getting up in the morning at certain times you know, with that passion to go, whatever, because you don't really need to. When you don't need to, you don't, right? That's why, again, guys are great at pursuit, but they're usually sometimes not great at marriage because in the beginning – you had to communicate on a regular basis. You had to buy flowers. You had to you know, do impromptu hellos, impromptu I love yous, impromptus, whatever. Once you had the girl, you didn't have to anymore. There's nothing. You got it. And you can't allow that to happen not only in a relationship, but you can't allow that to happen within a business perspective, within something that you're chasing after. It's got to be a little bigger than where you think is possible if you ultimately want it to excite you and you ultimately want to be able to keep your feelings in check and stay productive. The second thing that I want you to focus on is really just that. I want you to focus on the right distance consistently. And, and, and I mean a couple different things by that, but I think a lot of times people have issues with feelings and other things because we're always focusing on the wrong distance. You know, we listen to people like me, we listen to other people who talk so much about where you're going and how you're trying to get there and how to, how to fill that gap between where you are and what you're trying to get to. And the problem is when you only focus on that gap is that you're never where it is that you're trying to be, which means that you're never enough. And when you consistently live your whole life in a, in a perpetual state of not enough, it hurts your feelings, it hurts your confidence, it hurts your level of production because you're never there. Sometimes you have to focus on the right distance, which is the distance between where you are and where you came from. Because when you focus on the distance between where you are and where you came from, it's a different level of confidence. It's a different set of feelings. You now are able to look at where you are and say, this doesn't make, I'm not, I don't have to compare this against anyone else. I may not right now be at the same place somebody else is. Some are higher, some are lower, some are whatever. This isn't a comparison to someone else. This is literally a comparison to where I was and where I am now. And for some of you, you say, well, what if I'm further away? What if I'm, what if I'm less than I am now than I was then? What if, what if I'm not, um, what if I don't add up? What if I haven't improved? And my response to you would be, again, it's all about focus. If you're even willing to ask that question and even think for a second, that, that you've digressed over the years, and so you can't really pull confidence from that, I would shoot back to you and I'd say, hey, just the fact that you're willing to think like this and to look back on where you were and where you are now is already a higher level of thinking than you would have had in the past. So obviously in some areas of your life, you have progressed. Like It's all about focusing on the right thing, focusing on the right time. You know, There's an old saying that depressed people live in the past, Anxious people live in the future, but happy people live right now. So depressed people live in the past. They're always worried about the past. They're always, oh my God, like I wasn't good with that. They weren't good with that. Everything was bad. It could have been better. It could have, I would have made this decision. They're depressed. They're about the past. 
anxious people live in the future. What if? What if this happens? What if that happens? This could happen. What if? And they live in that place. Happy people live in the, in the present. They're not worried about the future. They're not depressed about the past. They understand that decisions are what they are. What is will be. And right now, I'm happy with where I've come from. That's, that's where that comes from. It's about focusing on the right distance. It's not about focusing on your weaknesses, okay? Your, your feelings, in order to keep your feelings in check and stay productive, that will never happen as long as you are focusing on your weaknesses. I mean, guys, can we just agree right now that there are enough people in this world that focus on your weaknesses I mean, do you really need to add to that crowd? Are there not enough people in this world right now that focus on a regular basis on what you don't have, what you didn't do, what you're not great at, what you could have done better, what you're... Let's not add to that crowd because there are just as many things for us to focus on that we're tremendous at, that we're amazing at, that we're... And you only have so much time to focus, so why wouldn't you focus on something that matters, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big believer that you can't do big things if you're distracted by little things, okay? You cannot do that first part that I talked about, about going after something bigger than you that excites you, that whatever. That can never happen as long as you are distracted by little things. I like to tell people that you can be as, as big as whatever it is that you dream about or whatever it is that you um, plan and plot about. Like, you can be as big as whatever it is that you aspire to do, or you can be as little as whatever it is that you worry about. And there's always things for, to worry about, so we've really got to start to choose what are the things that we are going to focus on, because they're all there. If you were to really stop right now and think about it, there are people around you with less talent, that are less qualified, that have less resources, that have less resolve, that are doing the things you wish you were doing simply because they believed in themselves and they went for it, Period. I did a, my last Jared James Today show on YouTube, talked about how it's time to start believing in ourselves. And as corny as that sounds, it's just the truth. Like, that's the start of all things. It's also the end of all things. When you do believe, you try. When you don't, you don't. Belief is a huge part, and a lot of that comes from the focus that we intentionally employ. Brings in my third point. We've got to be intentional about our inner circle. Our inner circle, intentional. People should not be in your inner circle simply because they've been around a long time, okay? Just because someone's been around a long time does not mean that they belong. In, just because somebody, when you were younger, put them into your inner circle doesn't mean that they still belong in your inner circle, okay? When we're talking about keeping your feelings in check and staying, your inner circle matters because it's your inner circle, it is the people you're around on a regular basis. It's the people that feed you. It's the people that you feed. There's an old saying that whatever and whoever you give the power to to make you feel strong, you need to be careful because you also give them the power to make you feel weak. And so you have to be very careful when it comes to who you're going to be surrounded with on a regular basis because just like they have the ability to make you feel strong, you give them that authority, they also have the authority and the, the ability to make you feel weak, to make you feel less than, to make you feel, once you give that power, you've got to be careful with who you give it to because they now hold both sides of that. You also have to be careful to make sure that you yourself protect your inner circle, okay? Think of it like this, guys. When I say protect your inner, inner circle, we generally don't take our frustrations out on people who actually frustrated us. We take it out on those that we know will forgive us. 
Those are two different things. So a lot of times what we do is that we tend to find people that we're closest to. We tend to find the group that we're closest to. And when we're frustrated by someone else, we take it out on that close group to us, even if they're not the ones who did anything, not because they're the ones who frustrated us, but because we know that they'll forgive us. And if you don't protect your inner circle, if you don't protect these people that you are now surrounded by, it's almost like a marriage. If I tear you down, I tear me down. If I take an inner circle and I'm hoping to keep my, my, my feelings in check and I'm hoping to be more productive, but I'm taking the very people that are surrounded, uh, surrounding me on a regular basis who I give the authority to make me happy and make me sad, and now I'm tearing them down on a regular basis, what do you think is coming back to you? So I have to intentionally be looking for ways to lift them up, which brings me to my fourth point, which kind of goes right from that third one, which is if you want to keep your feelings in check and you want to be more productive, make it a point for the people around you that you encourage people around you. Give what it is that you want. There's, again, another old saying that says you never look good by making others look bad, right? And then there's the, then there's the psych 101, hurting people hurt people. I won't go into that even though I kind of just said it. But the truth is you never look good by making others look bad. When you are trying to get a certain feeling, a certain emotion, a certain environment, a certain circle, a certain whatever around you, you have to give what it is that you want. If you walk into a room and you start complaining about everything, people naturally mirror that behavior and they start complaining about things. Okay, because that's what is now acceptable. That's what's comfortable. If you come in and you start making fun of someone, other people start making fun of people. If you come in, like this is how it works. But when you come in and you encourage people and you say positive things and you do that, especially with the people right around you, what do you think they do? They look to reciprocate and give it right back to you. And in a world where our feelings mean so much to the level of our productivity, I know what I should be doing with the people around me, and I think you know what you should be doing as well, but that's an intentional thing. That doesn't come naturally. What does your world look like if you intentionally all throughout the day think like this, act like this, and do this to the people around you? What do you think's coming back at you? Because I can tell you what it is that's coming back at you. And the fifth thing that we want to do, align your activities with your gifts. Align your activities with your gifts. It's... It's one thing to know what you're good at, but what you ultimately have to do is you have to align your potential within the confines of your purpose. Meaning, if you know that you are amazing at painting, you're amazing at gardening, you're amazing at, you know, whatever, but that is not ultimately what you purposefully do each and every day, that it's not a part of that, then you're never going to reach your fullest potential if that's the thing that you do the best, right? It's no different whether you're selling real estate or whether you're doing, there's so many different parts to, for example, the real estate industry, right? And so we have traditionally known that, you know, a real estate person does everything and we think that we're supposed to be great at everything. And yet the truth of the matter is some of you are awesome marketers, some of you are awesome going out in cars and showing houses and dealing with people. Some of you are great at listing appointments. Some of you are great at running a company. Some of you are great at structure. Some of you are great at converting leads. Some of you are great. What's really cool about the world that we're now moving into is that things are getting so specialized that you can actually align yourself with what you do best, like that thing, that, you know, whatever, 
into the confines of your purpose. I want to sell a lot of real estate. Awesome. This is the part that I do best. Because when you don't align your talents, when you don't align your gifts into the confines of what it is that you are purposefully doing every day, the purposeful outcome, your purpose for each day or each year or whatever it happens to be, what happens is is that we start to underappreciate what and who you actually are because you underperform on your potential. You know, this microphone in front of me was created to do this. This microphone is amazing at what it does, right? But if I take this remote that's right next to it that looks similar to it and I start trying to use it as a microphone, I'm going to think that this micro or I'm going to think that this remote is terrible. But the truth is it's not that the remote is terrible, it's that I'm asking the remote to do something that the remote was not created to do. And that's where a lot of you find yourselves right now, is you haven't aligned your potential, what it is you're great at, with what you purposefully do every day, with your actual purpose, right? Because if I asked this microphone to change the channel on the TV, I would think that this microphone was a complete waste of space. And by the way, in the confines of that purpose, it would be a waste of space. And so what I'm trying to tell you guys is you have to look at what you're great at, what you love doing, where your potential lies, what are the natural things that come to you. You have to align them with what it is that you're trying to do every day, with your, with your actual purpose, what you're purposefully trying to do, what is the outcome you're tr- You have to align those two things, right? Otherwise, there's never going to be the synergy of those items. One of my favorite quotes is a, is a, a quote by Einstein, and he says, Everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb to, uh, to climb a tree, it will live its whole life thinking that it's stupid. Like, think about that, because we know that's not what a fish does. But if that was its only option, if that was the purpose you gave it, and it didn't align with its potential of what it actually is great at, it would just think it was stupid its whole life. And, you know, I did another show recently on the Jared James Today show where I said, all people aren't created equal. And I got some flack from people, and they were like, that's nonsense, that's whatever. Well, just open your eyes, okay? All people aren't created equal. And everybody thought that that meant that a lot of people are less than other people. And yet when I look at that, I think to myself, where am I greater? Where do I have an unfair advantage? The places that I have an unfair advantage are the areas where I I, I ultimately align my potential with my purpose. I align my potential with what it is that I'm trying to do every single day. That's where I have an unfair advantage. The reason why I succeed on the level that I do within this company and the other companies that I do is because I align what I do well with where I'm trying to go, right? If I'm going to do a video or I'm going to do a podcast or I'm going to do social or something like that, I'm going to do well with those areas. If I'm going to teach people how to get from point A to point B directionally in a car, I'm going to look like an idiot. If I spent my whole life trying to be a tour guide, I would look like the dumbest man on the face of the earth. They'd be like, this guy's an idiot. What a waste of space. What a whatever, because I'm just not great at that, right? Uh, But if you had me sell tickets to the tour guide, I'd look awesome. It's about being in the right spot, aligning your potential with your, your, your ultimate purpose of what it is that you're trying to achieve. If you can take these five things and focus on these things and really look at them and make them a, a, a regular thing that you're doing on a regular basis where you're always rechecking yourself and making sure that you're aligned, you'll make it much easier for yourself to keep your feelings in check and stay productive. You're not always going to feel a certain way, but you can do it a lot more. And the ones who learn to do it a lot more, the ones who go off track less, those are the ones who ultimately win. 
Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, there's a few things that I'd like you to do. Subscribe, share this with someone you know that you think would also benefit from it. Leave a review on the platform that you're listening on. And do me a favor, go over to connectwithjared.com. Connect on all the platforms I'm on, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, all these places. And do me a favor, leave me a message. Let me know what you enjoyed about the episode. And more importantly, let me know what you'd also like to hear about moving forward. 